Welcome to Monument Boys Basketball with Coach Michael Wells on the Jim Davis Show. And Michael Wells brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. He has the top seed in the 6A Boys State Basketball Tournament coming off the win against Highlands Ranch on Wednesday night. Sweet 16 tomorrow out at uh, Fruitland Monument when uh, the Wildcats take on Broomfield for the second time this season. Michael Wells, Fruitland Monument Boys Basketball Coach, joins us. Michael, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Jim. How are you? Doing fine. So uh, first half of that game against uh, Highlands Ranch, you, you fell behind by 14 points. Their press, their physicality, that, that really got to you guys early on. And like you said to me after the game the other night, all your plans, all the practice, all the things you prepared for kind of went out the window, and you guys kind of forgot that. But you got it down to six at halftime. And then kind of take us through what you told your guys at halftime, the adjustments you made, because in the second half, it was a different story where, where Daniel Thomas and a lot of what you guys did ran through him. Uh, big game for Jet Wells as well, the, the, the three with about 350 to go in the game to, to give you guys the lead for the, the first time. That um, it was Just kind of go through what you did at halftime that your guys responded to in the second half. Oh, I think, uh, and what is it, the Mike Tyson quote or, or, or whoever it is that everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth and – um, we had a little of that, you know, we didn't execute our plan really well. And, you know, when we went into halftime, I mean, even in a timeout earlier, we talked about, let's just get it under double digits. Okay. At halftime, give us a lead. And our, our guys really did a good job of doing that. I think that was as important to come back as anything just to get the game manageable. And then when we went into halftime, we just kind of reviewed the plan. You know, we, we had a lot of the nerves out. We had settled into the game a little bit and we just, we kind of reviewed what we talked about and, and, you know, just adjusted ever so slightly and, and kind of committed to changing a little more on the defensive end and making sure that we adjusted to some of the some of the shots they were getting out of their offense and, you know, really just just tried to just tried to be a little more solid with what we wanted to do initially in the game and the guys were able to execute it and you know, they just were tough and made a made a really good comeback to to fight through it and fight through some nerves and, and be able to advance. In the first half, they outshot you five to nothing from three point range, and certainly, you guys got some big threes. Jet, as I mentioned, the three that they gave you guys the lead, but it seemed like you did a better job of closing them out in three point range in the second half, and that was a big factor too. Well, and they expended a lot of energy in the first half, so we knew you know they would probably keep shooting how they had all year, but they were going to lose their legs, and and you know we had for the most part the right guys getting the shots in the in the first half you know they banked one in and and you know a couple other things but you know we really just kind of forced them to the corners which is a much more difficult shot and and challenged those you know dt was able to get a big block on one that we saved that led to a layup and they just started coming up short you know the reason we really fought the way we did this season one of our goals was to get these games at home so other people had to get on the bus and do something they weren't used to and i think it really started to hurt them late when they when they lost their legs and, and started missing those things short and you know we did a great job rebounding the ball and not giving them second opportunities you know, max finished with 16 boards you know dt had 13 and um you know we just didn't turn the ball over and give up second chances to them which really would have gave them an opportunity to get back in the game yeah, as i referenced daniel thomason had the 20 points uh, jet wells had 18 and then max orchard only had five points he didn't score a field goal till really late in the game but he hit uh, three big free throws down the stretch. You mentioned he had 16 rebounds. It seemed like Max was constantly on the glass 
Even though he wasn't scoring the basketball, he was contributing in, in a big way in what he was doing in terms of rebounding. 100%. And that's, that's senior leadership. You know, that's getting, that's getting what you need to from guys um, that have experience and have kind of been through this before. You know, he didn't have the greatest night offensively, but we talk to our guys all the time about the little things. You know, Coach Vanna stresses it before every game, do the little things, and he kind of gives them a list. And your shot's not going to fall every night, but, you know, defense and rebounding, some of those sorts of things, getting on loose balls, playing hard, they never take a night off. And, you know, Max didn't get a ton of opportunities, and the ones he did didn't go for him early, but he just stuck with it, did the little things. And you get rewarded by playing the game the right way, and, and Max really did that. He got a couple of big ones late but was huge for us and he just took them out of the game with his you know with his work on the on the glass. Did you realize that you'd only given up two points in the fourth quarter and that when you won I the other n- night? No idea. I had no idea. Half the time honestly I'm so focused on different stuff. I don't even remember the score after the game. <laughs> so when someone came in the locker room and told me that it was twenty to two or twenty three to two run to end the game, I had no idea. Um, but it's just a testament to our guys locking in and doing what they needed to do to get it done. Well, we referenced Max Orchard maybe not having uh, the best scoring night, but had an incredible night on the glass. He had an incredible night the last time you played Broomfield. He had 24 points in that win. Uh, it was the fourth game of the season uh, over in the front range, and you had to come back from 12 down to get the win against Broomfield. So here we go, the rematch with the Eagles, though uh, your team and their team have uh, have improved and changed a lot since that uh, that early meeting. Well, and we gave up, I think, 79 points or something that night. And I watched the film yesterday of that game, and I just we were horrible defensively. I showed it to the guys a little bit. We're going to watch a little more today. And you'd watch that game of us defensively and wonder how we won five games all year. I mean, it was just brutal. And uh, we've come a long way since then, but, you know, so have they. And they have a ton of offensive pieces that are talented. And, you know, we're familiar with them from earlier in the year, but we also played them in a scrimmage in the fall, and we played them in, in Gold Crown in the summer. And we've got a lot of familiarity with each other, and I don't think, you know, anyone's going to do anything really different at this point. You kind of are who you are. Um, Max really stepped up. You know, Jet was hadn't quite emerged how he has later on here in the season and, and didn't, didn't play overly great. You know, DT was solid, but Max had a great night, and that's what's made us dangerous is, you know, Daniel and Jet were really good the other night. It might be back Max tomorrow. It might be, you know, Austin Reed or Wilson. And, you know, just at that point, you kind of see who emerges and, and try and get them the ball and, and let them take you, take you to the Coliseum, hopefully. Yeah, that, that game against Broomfield was in the uh, Centaurus uh, tournament. It was in the, uh, the Boulder Valley Invitational, the, the fourth game of the season, uh, overtime victory for the Wildcats, 84-79. to Mentioned uh, – uh, that uh, Max Orchard had the 24 points. Uh, for them, Blast Kane and Andrew Eflund each had 17 points apiece in that one. So you faced a team in, in Highlands Ranch that loved to press, try to trap half court, really tried to put the pressure on your backcourt. What's going to be uh, the recipe from Broomfield? What did you see previously? What have you seen recently from them, Michael, uh, that they'll roll out coming up uh, tomorrow? Well, recently against Overland, they were mostly man. Um, they played a little more zone against us, and then they will extend a one-two-two about three-quarter court um, at different points in the game to try and change some tempo and that sort of thing. Um, you know, so you're going to have to be ready to to execute and and change what you're doing against some of their changing defenses. And then, um, you know, 
offensively they they really space the floor well they run a lot of good actions and so we've got to be solid on the on the defensive end against those two guys you know number three needs about a half a centimeter to get a shot off and it seems like he doesn't miss and and then they have a good good inside presence in number 11 a lefty that you know is something you don't go against all the time so it kind of changes the shoulder you got to sit on and, and some of that sort of stuff when the ball goes into the post and you know, the difference between them and Highlands Ranch is they're a little more half-corner oriented, a little more deliberate in what they do. And and they have two or three main guys, so you, you know who you're going at where, you know, Highlands Ranch just came at you from every angle, every corner. And and so it's just different. I don't think it'll be as fast-paced maybe as as the other night was, um, you know, but they're they're a little better, you know, just a little more solid, a little more well-coached team that'll that'll make you pay for mistakes. And Eflin's hit 52 threes on the season, uh, their leading scorer. But you look at, you know, it's not exactly like Highlands Ranch where you didn't know who their best player was. Uh, different guys stepped up. Eflin has probably been there, been the Broomfield's best player at almost 14 points per game this season. Uh, Kane, as I referenced, he's at 11 points per game. But uh, they've got a couple of other guys. Martinez is at almost eight points per game. You got about seven, eight guys, or at least at um, you know four points or more, Michael. So there is a little bit of depth in their scoring outside of Eflin, Cook, and Kane. No question. You get to this point in the season, and you know everybody has guys. You know that's why you're here is because you've got some really good players, but you've got great support from your bench. You know, similar to how we do, and and so. You just when you sub, you got to minimize those guys and and what it takes in a tournament game to be successful or upset a team on the road is you got to get contributions from one of those guys that you don't normally get. You know, kind of that X factor that that stands out, and we have to make sure that we we don't let that happen with one of those guys. Uh, you know, in terms of, of going off and 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 going that you try and you try and hold their their main guys to what they what they average or what they're below, and just not let one of those other guys go off. But they have capable pieces. That, that come off the bench as well and so you know we've really done our homework and continue to spend time on on their personnel and what they do and and figure out how we're going to guard it and then at this point in the season it really comes down to execution and who does it better of course uh, they're coming off the five point win over overland to move into the sweet 16 so once again we'll have the game tomorrow two o'clock we, we now know it's two o'clock tomorrow out at Fruto Monument High School, and hopefully the environment will be very similar to what it was on Wednesday night. That place was electric on Wednesday night as Fruto Monument takes on Broomfield for the second time this season, a trip to the Great Eight on the line for uh, the Wildcats coming up tomorrow, and we'll have it. I'll be out there tomorrow, one forty-five pregame, two o'clock tip. Fruto Monument boys in the Sweet Sixteen of the Six Eight tournament taking on Broomfield. Michael, appreciate the.